0: Hey everyone, welcome in to a special emergency rapid reaction episode of the Nonprofit Insider. I'm your host, Swim Kareem. Listen, we're not going to waste too much time. We're going to jump right into some of our thoughts of the Supreme Court's ruling of the Biden student loan forgiveness. We're going to get to that here in about a minute and a half. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about—15, 20 minutes. So appreciate you having us. A busy day. It's Friday, right before 4th of July. Uh, so, so what a time! Listen, we've been busy here at the Nonprofit Insider. These last 14 days, we have been on a tear. I said, you know, what? We'll take it easy this summer. We'll relax a little bit, but we got to keep producing. We've got some great content, and earlier today. I mean, gosh, the Supreme Court ruling is is wild. Earlier today, I released the first of what we're calling the Nonprofit Horror Stories Summer Series. Again, that's a long title. So we're just calling it a summer series. Check it out. What we're doing is we're sharing some of the, the best nonprofit horror stories that have come across our desk since we have got started here at the Nonprofit Insider. We have got three good stories. And one of the great things about this summer series, I'm going to share my own personal stories from the nonprofit world. I actually got a good story here in about uh, two minutes. I think you all appreciate related to the Supreme Court case, but I'm sharing stories. It's going to be the last Friday of every of June and July so check that out. Listen to it if you haven't already. And of course, if you haven't been following us on Instagram, follow us at the Nonprofit Insider. We're gonna be we're gonna be busy these the next couple of weeks. We got another one, another episode being released this Wednesday, July 5th. So stick around and follow us what we're doing. All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right into it. A few years back, this might have been 20, right around maybe like February, I think it was like February 2020, January 2020, right before the pandemic really started to hit uh, the United States and much, much of the world. I was actually approached online by a, a member of my uh, alumni, my college alumnus or alumni. I think it's alumnus or online. You let me know if I'm wrong part of their like alumni group. So I went to a school out of in Asheville, North Carolina at a school called Warren Wilson College. It's in Swannanoa, the suburbs of Asheville. If you get a chance to check it out, you can look it up online. Real small school. When I graduated, we had about 950 students at the school. And one of the things is after I left college, I kind of distanced myself from my alumni. There are a lot of folks that have gone back for... Um, you know, alumni events, they've gone back for reunions and things like that. And I just I just haven't done it. And, and one of the things that this person that reached out to me was basically asking if I would be interested in being interviewed for one of my college's alumni magazines. I think it's called the Owl and Spade. And I remember getting that message and, and declining. I said, you know what, I'm just I'm just not doing it. I have a little bit of a salty relationship with my college alumni, and I just said, you know, I'm not interested. This might have been maybe six, seven months later, I was approached again by another person that worked in this alumni department at the school. And I did the same thing. I declined. And I recall sitting in the financial aid office of the college I attended, and and I I was freaking out because... This was going into my junior year, between my sophomore and my junior year, and I was short about $2,500 on tuition, and I just remember sitting in that office and being handed a piece of paper saying, either you sign for this student loan, or you basically don't come back. I, I was 20 years old at the time, and, and, I, and I felt like my back really was against the wall because for so many people in my generation, college was the thing to strive for and to go for. We could talk about that type of aspect on another episode. But I remember I signed that paper. And it wasn't until many years later that I thought about how, in my heart, how taken advantage I, I was or I felt. And it felt predatory at that time. So for me, when thinking about student loans and the aspects of student loans I think about that time of being 20 years old new to the world really exploring it's not like I go to my parents or my family one of the first people if not the first people in my immediate family to go to college so I didn't have those types of resources but I did sign that paper there are a lot of people that believe the burden of student loans falls strictly on The individual that benefited from the education. Because look, there's no denying it. I was able to go to college. I was able to graduate. And having that degree is something that is really powerful. So I'm not going to deny that. But the responsibility of student loans is not strictly on me as an individual that went to college and got student loans. The responsibility is actually shared in so many instances across the board, in so many ways across the boards, including colleges colleges. That have a very, very poor track record of of tuition uh, hikes and increases that really don't make a lot of sense. I think the government as a whole that serves as a pretty much a de facto bank for students to allow students the ability to go to college, but there are a lot of aspects to the fashion in which government has taken. Uh, student loans across the last 10, 20, 30 years. And let's not even talk about the interest rates, but I'm gonna talk about that here in a little bit. I think banks to a degree are responsible. Uh, I know one of the things being in 08, there was a lot of talk about bank bailouts. I think that has a, a, a ripple effect on many aspects of student loans. And not just in terms of interest rates or the way money is given out or not given out, but also in the ways that banks are able to really benefit from a lot of private loan predatory practices. I think service providers are also at play. I know one of the the main factors in the Biden versus Nebraska case was Mojila, Nelnet, a lot of service providers of years past. And I'll be honest, I think students are responsible as well. Because there are a lot of students that are entering into the college space that were taking on a lot of debt, not just in undergrad, but in grad and in PH degrees. But I think students are a very small percentage of the responsible, guilty parties in play when it comes to student loans. And I want to make this very clear. Because in the end, when you boil it down to the most basic denominator possible, there is a generation... A generation and a half, two generations that were grossly taken advantage of in the greed of money when it comes to student loans. There was a time where a lot of individuals in the college space were making a lot of money off the backs of a lot of 18, 19, 21, 22, 23, and 24-year-olds, and honestly, even higher in age. There were a lot of college presidents that received large bonuses. There were a lot of institutions that were able to gain a lot of students and raise their pocketbooks. There are a lot of colleges that have major endowments that 20 years ago, they would have never have thought it. So for me, when thinking about the ruling that the Supreme Court did earlier today, just about an hour ago, recording this about an hour later, I am against the decision I think it's a bad decision. Now, I can't get into the the details and the weeds and the particular parameters as it relates to legalese. I looked at the Biden-Nebraska uh, rule. is like a ruling sheet. It's 77 pages long. I, I don't have time to read that today. It just got too much going on. I'm going to read it. I can guarantee you that. Because I I really was invested in so much of the student loan debate because I think it has repercussions in the nonprofit industry. I had the ability to listen to, I think I only listened to about an hour, 50%, about an hour and a half of the three-hour hearing back in March of the case, hearing the lawyers kind of go back and forth for some of the uh, Supreme Court justices discuss it. But I am against this decision. I, I think it's bad for the nonprofit industry, and I wanna tell you the three main reasons why. First and foremost, I believe this decision has a major effect on the nonprofit worker in the industry. I was reading an article the other day on Time Magazine about how they were saying that women are gonna be disproportionately affected by student loan forgiveness, the student loan forgiveness program uh, being struck down because of the 43 million students this uh, act would have benefited two-thirds of all student loan debt is owned by women in the united states according to the american association of university women that is an association there are a lot of good associations out there so they're saying two-thirds 66 percent of all student loan debt hold that is held. I think it was like 950 billion out of 1.25 trillion dollars is owned by women. And we know in the nonprofit space there are a lot of individuals, social workers, therapists, um, high level managers, uh, de- development um, coordinators. There are a lot of people that are in the nonprofit space that are women. We know that the nonprofit space tends to have a higher proportion of women that are in coordinators, managers. You see less and less women at the top when you start talking, COOs and CEOs and CFOs, et cetera. And we also know that there are a lot of positions in the nonprofit space that will oftentimes require master's degrees. So you have your undergrad degree, congratulations on $40,000 in student loans debt, And then you're trying to make advantage to make up for so much of the wage gap that exists in the world. So maybe you go and get your grad degree. We're talking therapists, social workers. We're talking a lot of high-level managers, development, um, philanthropy officers that will get higher-level degrees. And I think as a whole, there are many, many people in the nonprofit space that, listen, don't make as much money as a lot of other industries. Going back to our very first episode, 55,238, that is the average amount of money a nonprofit worker makes in the United States. When you add in the fact that 10% of all workers in the economy work in the nonprofit world, that's a lot of individuals that are going to be affected by so much of this particular decision. Second, I believe the nonprofit space as a whole will be affected but not nearly as much as the individual worker. Here's what I mean. For many of the nonprofits that exist in this country, I think a large percentage of them are going to honestly be okay as a as a, as a whole as an institution. If you run a foundation, if you run an arts program, If you run an educational organization, I think for the most part, not an economist, not a researcher, uh, not a data scientist or anything like that, but I think for the most part, the industry will be fine. But I think you are going to see a couple of key areas of the nonprofit sphere really start to be affected. One, I think you are going to see a lot of research groups spending the next six 12, 18, 24 months studying the effects that this student loan forgiveness strike down is going to have. Now, if anything could change, of course. I know there's a lot of people saying that the president still has the ability to cancel student loans. We're not gonna speculate that for now. We're just gonna go with what we know at this moment in time. And I believe that you're gonna see much of the industry be okay, but certain groups like research groups, uh, I think are going to be affected. I think you're going to see a lot of direct client institutions and organizations affected. If you have a after-school program, you're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot more organizations having a little bit of a, of, of a greater need as people maybe start having to work in certain industries in order to start paying off their particular student loans. I think you're going to see a lot of food banks and food related industries kind of take a hit i think you're gonna see a lot of organizations see a little bit of a decrease in the amount of money that is given by the individual donor so if every year maybe you like to give let's just say for a round number a thousand dollars to nonprofit organizations you may say you know what this year i can only give 400 i need to see what happens But I think the industry is going to see some really big ripples over time, not in the immediate space. But I think there's going to be a lot more need. There's going to be a lot of people that economically are going to have a little bit less than they've had. They're going to need to use that money in other ways. They're going to have to be a little bit more creative because they're going to have to start paying those student loans back here in about four or five months. And finally, there's going to be a little bit of a personal effect for yours truly, I checked earlier this morning. I have $20,938.54 of student loans left. I've been paying these student loans for 10 years. I started off with 30000 The number has gone down a third. But one of the things that gets overlooked, and I say this a lot to people that were against the idea of student loan forgiveness. I got these loans when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. When I graduated, my student loans had a 6.78% interest rate. Since that point in time, my loan has been sold three, if not four times. I've almost lost count to who owns the loan to where it's going. And that interest has piled on year after year after year after year. People might say, you were only in favor of student loan forgiveness because it would have benefited you. And yes, there is no doubt about it. $20,900, if that Supreme Court said, you know what? Yeah, the, the president has the authority to do it. Because that's what they were basically arguing. If the president had the authority to, to cancel student loans or not? If they would have said the president had the authority to do it, I would have only had nine hundred dollars in student loans left. I would have been able to knock that out by the end of twenty twenty three. But it's not just simply because this student loan decision would have affected me in a positive fashion. Yes, it would have been great for me. It would have been great going into November not having to pay one hundred and I think ninety eight dollars a month every month for stu- for my student loans. That's how much I, I I pay. But the bigger piece goes all the way back to the year 2008 when I sat in that financial aid office and they slid that paper across the desk and said, this is your ticket in. There are many students in that same timeframe that were flat out taken advantage of. And not to get into the, the aspects of Right, wrong, morals, good, bad, but this decision would have properly addressed a wrong that affected more than 40 million Americans across the country. There were a lot of individuals that got rich, there are a lot of institutions that got wealthy, there are a lot of institutions that were able to develop themselves, and all in that particular span. There are many people in the nonprofit space specifically, but students in general. That are going to be in a worse position now that this student loan forgiveness program did not go through. And how will it affect me? How will it affect your host of the Nonprofit Insider? I got to go back to paying $200 a month. I really got to take the next couple of months to assess my economic situation, and what decisions that I need to make that are best for me and the people that are in my life. So listen, there you go. That That's our student loan uh, reaction to the Supreme Court strike down. I'm going to be keeping up with this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Nonprofit Insider. Listen to our summer series. That's the episode right before this. We share some horror stories uh, from across the nation, and you get to hear some personal stories from my, my own life. You just heard another one about my time in college, because listen, colleges are quote-unquote nonprofits, but they make a lot of money. I, I'm going to have more. We have our next episode coming up July 5th. I'll probably end up starting off talking a little bit more about the student loan forgiveness strike down, so you hear some more. Be sure to keep up with us. All right, everyone, take care. Enjoy the weekend. Happy 4th.